time to get your helmets on because it's time to go to battle. All the way from Studio B, it's showtime for Ken and John, the Detroit Sports Authorities. Like every time, every time. Hi, everybody. John Sarvier, CKWI Radio 76. Welcome to the Detroit Sports Authority, the 26th longest-running Internet sports talk show in the world. So, uh, you know what we should probably do? Let's bring in our co-hosts. That's kind of... But before we do, let's tell you that everything here today is our own um opinion so don't bother us we are authorities we're not experts that makes us one better than everybody else um we do have the highest standards here we're not bought and paid for by anybody that's what makes life a whole lot more fun so uh if that everything that we need kenny I believe so, except that I think today we're two better, not just one better. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, on so many different levels. All right. So now that that we established all the groundworks, all the rules, and also that you can pick us up anywhere that you can find really, really good podcasts, and that's from Podbean, our home site, or you can go to... Pandora, or you can go to Plethora, or you can go to Peoria. You can still pick us all up. We are literally everywhere at iHeartRadio. So, uh, Kenny. And you know, the thing, is, the thing is, John, Yeah, you can find us wherever you find good podcasts, but none are better. I like your style. All right. Okay. <laughs> that is true. I mean, for all, all the years that we've been doing this, and nobody... They come close, but they don't compare. They right. do not. All right, talking about not comparing. We're not going to be comparing the your Detroit Lions to, say, the Atlanta Falcons. Even though that was a... Why would we? Well, it was a trendy thing to do in the preseason. You know, because <laughs> they thought, well, you know, Ritter is ready. And Ritter, Ritter is rotten. I mean, here's the thing. Everybody has to have an opinion. Yeah. You're not allowed to not have an opinion. You're not allowed to say, well, I'm just going to wait and see how it all unfolds. Uh huh. You have to come out and say, oh, this is the way it's going to happen. I know better. But nobody did. Everybody just had to sit back and watch and let things unfold. And as they're unfolding, it's like, well, now. You know, the thing that I've said all along is they have to earn whatever uh, whatever respect, whatever accolades, whatever have you, that they get. And so far, I'd Agreed. say they're doing a pretty fine job of doing that. Uh, which one, Atlanta or Detroit? Well, obviously Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta, what Atlanta is earning is, you know, just kind of a, a couple of uh, poopies. 
Yeah, I mean, how do you... Now you're stuck. You know, you, you, you got this guy, he's supposed to be your franchise, and do you look at him and go, yeah, you could be just like Lance, and we trade you for a seventh rounder somewhere? Yeah. I mean, how long do you stay with somebody that clearly doesn't have any... I don't know, clearly you don't have any talent. You got some kind of talent to get where you were. But, you know, let's not think that Cincinnati was a powerhouse at the time. I mean, you had a badass defense. Your offense was helpful. You were two-time whatever your little Power 6 conference was, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting as we speak we see around the NFL and um, we're looking at quarterbacks and all these guys that have come out. They've been hyped to high heaven. Yeah. Uh, Most of them aren't what they have been hyped to be. You know, last year everyone was falling all over themselves about Trevor Lawrence and he's taking a step back this year. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is what he is. um, But, you know, not every, there's only one of him. But, you know, I've said all along that what you don't need is you don't necessarily need incredible quarterback play. You need competent quarterback play as long as you have a team around him. And you look at what uh, Jared Goff is doing with the Lions, and it's pretty damn impressive. Yeah, I mean... You've got the consistency going there. Your, your quarterback play is, is really helped out by your O-line. I mean, absolutely gives you mm-hmm. time not to rush... If you don't rush, you're not. You're getting all your checkdowns. If you get all your checkdowns, chance of you throwing uh, a bad throw into traffic is lessened. But boy, I don't know. Did you watch the game last week? Uh, parts, parts of it. it. I was in and out. <laughs> uh, I saw the highlights. All right. I mean, there were some throws that Goff was throwing, and it was to to the Saint, and it was in between coverage. And, I mean, it was – they double-teamed Saint, and he threw the ball – Goff threw the ball to him anyways. And it's either an amazing throw or uh, Atlanta secondary is – or Atlanta. Uh, good God. Tampa secondary is suspect because it, it was like a music, like a magician. How did you thread that needle twice? How was this thing not picked off? How, how did he make the reception? Now, I'm, I don't want to get on the bandwagon and be a, a saint believer, but, I mean, he was doing some stuff that was like, okay, all right. You know, I, I got the popcorn on the on the couch. We're ready. And it's a team effort. I mean, you look at the block that uh, Reynolds threw to spring uh, saint for his touchdown. Right. He just annihilated that guy. Yeah. And, and really, everybody watches – you know, him hit the guy and watch Saint try to go sideways and then backward, then sideways, and then he, he finally makes it. But what nobody really sees is the guy that that Reynolds hit. I mean, he crumpled. I, mean, I don't think he was expecting yeah. a hit at all. Yeah. Yeah. And he went down. Yeah, he did. And it wasn't even a thought of it. And it really, if you're looking, I mean, I was looking for a flag. Because I thought, you know what, in today's NFL, that's going to get you something. But, you know, I think that game, they let them play. Yeah. Not like when the Leafs play uh, Ottawa, but, I mean, they, they were 
there are some questionable stuff, and then there's a lot of, it's almost, what do you think, Kenny? I mean, nowadays, nowadays in the NFL, any time that there is a long pass, a pass for over, its, you know, 20, 25 yards, I, and if, if it's not caught, I'm expecting a flag automatically just because it seems like everything yeah, is pass interference. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they don't want to have uh, – they don't, they don't give the defense any favors. That's for sure. They no. uh, clamp down real tight on them, and anything that's uh, a hit that looks impressive on TV, you're probably violating some rule. Yeah. Well, at least they're going to say you violated some rule. Yeah. But uh, – Yeah, and I don't know why that is. Yeah, but, I mean, anytime you get close to a quarterback – and if he does a, a, a you know a whip snap throw, and then all of a sudden you got some you know defensive lineman come in there and just about have him wrapped up, you can't stop. I mean, these are you know three hundred pound guys coming at you. They don't stop on a dime normally. So you know they're going to be running into. They're going to do their best not to run into the passer. But you know if you really. You can tell this is how good NFL defensemen are, or D-line guys are, is that you still have Bryce Young playing in the sixth week of the NFL without being crushed, yeah. you know, because really... And that little guy. Yeah, I mean, you look at him and you go, yeah, what was, you know, six one to six foot to 5'11 and a half to 5'11 to 5'10... To five ten and a half, to five eight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not that you're a little guy or nothing, because really, you had the guy from Boston College many, many years ago, Mister Flutie. You know that yep. took it to a pretty high level. But you know, me being at six foot, if if you time everything out, it's like I can't see past Greg Parham. You know, if he if he was running at me, I, I couldn't see him, and he would have to be another five or six inches taller to put this in perspective. I don't know how he does it. And unless you're, you know, you can't stay in the pocket, and yet they don't have an O-line that's going to allow him to do one Mississippi, two Mississippi. Or something. Sure. Even if you know how to sell Mississippi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, sooner or later, you know, it's sooner or later you're going to take a look at the Lions and they're going to w- lose two. Here's what you don't want to do, Lions. Don't lose right before the bye because then you'll get everybody going, SOL <laughs> for two weeks. Win. You know, lose this week, win, win before you're the bye. I think. The buy is what Las Vegas. Yep. All right, that yep. should be a win, anyways. Yeah, uh, we have um, at Baltimore and then home against Vegas on Monday night. Vegas on at Monday night. Yep. Wow, that's a long wait, man. God bless, dear NFL. I, I we have our Sundays where we have to like watch the game. You know, I mean, it's like 1 o'clock, we get it, okay, do everything before 1 o'clock, get through this, 
because kind of part of what we do, we got to kind of watch the game. You know, I mean, now, <laughs> years and decades beforehand, get the highlights and get the lowlights and we're done. You know, but this is going to be, I, I thought Tampa was going to be a spooky game, you know, and it was for a very long time. And now, you know, you got Lamar, Lamar, Lamar. Okay, these are, are yep. two evenly matched teams. And I mean, they're they're the same, but they're different, but they're the same. So what's you know FanDuel saying this week, Ken? <laughs> well, you know the uh, the Lions are sitting there as three points underdog on the road in Baltimore. Three point underdogs, um, really? Three point underdogs. Yep, yep. It's uh, interesting because you know you look at the Lions' schedule and you, you see this Baltimore game. That's a, a a game where yeah you could you could look and see yeah, I can see them losing that sure. We don't yeah. necessarily see him losing, but yeah. when you have that uh, home game against the Raiders, you come off the bye and you're at the Chargers. Well, they sure don't scare me. At the I keep hearing about Justin Herbert. What a great quarterback. Great, great, elite quarterback. I haven't seen it. He doesn't have anything Plus around him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you know what's so, really funny? Yeah, I'm not scared about that game. Yeah. But, but you know what's really funny about this year, though, Kenny, and see if this is different for you. Normally, in the beginning of the year, we can say win, loss, 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 win, win, loss, win, loss. And now, every single game that you look at, you go win, 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 toss up, toss up, toss up, win, win, toss up. You know? Yeah. Because I'm not sure if the Cowboys scare me anymore, if you're if you're Detroit. But you better have everybody better. back. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I looked at that game, and I said, yeah, they don't scare me either. Frankly, I'm, I'm looking at this, and, you know, I had said at the beginning, I had said to myself, well, you know, you go 5-3 and three going into the bye. And then you go 6-3 and three after the bye. That's 11 wins. So I kind of looked at it as my baseline. Well, they've already got the five wins before the uh, break. Yeah. With two to go. Now, if they split these games and you go six and two into the break, that's looking good, man. You know, that looks good. But what happens if you win them both? You go seven and one. Oh, holy shit! Seven and one. Then during that bye week, everybody from Sports Illustrated, from ESPN, from Football Daily, from Football Illustrated, everybody's going to be in Detroit. You know, or, or yeah. the West Coast actually. Because when do they come? When do they play back in at Ford Field? That'll be the, the game after that. That'll be the game after the uh, Chargers game. And who's that? Uh, let me take a look. That might be... Get the intern on it. Yeah, looking at the intern here. Da, 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 da. Come on, intern. Where's the schedule? There it is. <laughs> uh, okay. We uh, are back here on the 11th, on the 19th of November against Chicago. Whee! That should be fun. Yeah. And then who are we playing Thanksgiving? Not Buffalo? Green Bay. Whee! Green Bay. <laughs> wow. Okay. So it's it's what? Bears and then Green Bay and then? And then the Saints on the road. Three wins right there. You know? Yeah. Again, we got to take a look at what Mr. Williams is doing now. You know, uh, and then and then 
and then after that, you're back home for Chicago. When? And then at Denver. Oh, Jesus, God almighty. Look, yeah. <laughs> why, why don't they just say, look, Detroit, here's your first round bye. You know? Yeah. I mean, even if you had incredible injuries, even if golf went down, you got Teddy Bridgewater, you plug right on in, you know, and he beats Denver, no problem. Denver's secondary is is truly secondary, you know. I don't. Yeah. There's nothing that scares. It, their defense isn't <sighs> kind of bad, but their offense, you know, you're not going anywhere. You know yeah. how yeah, much how much you suck this up and you say it's real. You know, and you say, look, uh, Dallas, do you need another quarterback that you give us for a seventh round? We'll give you this guy, and, and we'll do the yeah. the Tiger thing. We'll pay two-thirds of his salary to get him out of town. You know? Uh-huh. I mean, the first year he was with Denver, you know, it was like, well, I'm getting acclimated. Well, it's different. You know, I've been so long with Seattle you know, but now it's just like it's really apparent. It's none of the above. It's you uh, don't have the weapons. That's what it is. He doesn't have the weapons around him. He doesn't have an O line, which is true. He doesn't have an O line like he did in, in Seattle. You know, but uh, he uh, it, it's not like like you're losing your your ability. It's that you're looking at all that draft capital you blew through. I mean, and who cares about the money? It's not yours, but money comes and goes to billionaires. But, oh, God, Kenny, look at all that draft pick. I mean, that that they gave yeah. up. And yeah, this, this, this is a franchise that's going to be dead in the water for quite a while. Yeah. I mean, how much... I'm I'm trying to think what the NFL salary cap is. Is there? Mm-hmm. Because I'm sorry, what was that? I I can't think of what the NFL salary cap is, and I don't believe there is one. Oh yeah, you know yeah, there is one. Yeah, but then how do you give but, somebody a quarter of a billion dollars, and you got three quarterbacks already making that money? You know, so because they they're able to maneuver around it. They push gears around and do different accounting gimmicks. Really? Yeah. We only able to do that. Well, we only knew somebody in accounting that could inform us how the hell you would hide two hundred and forty million over four years. Well they do it. They uh they take the uh for example they, they take a contract and they say we're gonna stick voidable years on the end. Well what's a voidable year? It's a year that doesn't exist. You're already saying up front, you're not going to be here for that year. So we're going to call it a voidable year because it's going to be voided when we get to it. But it it pushes the money further out. And why would you push the money further out? Because the cap goes up every year. So those dollars are cheaper against your cap in the out years. That's how it seems like the Rams are able to string it along for as long as they did. And unfortunately, you get to a point where you have to blow it up because you've got all these old guys and they're on big contracts and you've spent all your draft capital. You pushed all the chips in the middle and then it's like, okay, let's go celebrate for the next five years and go think. (laughs) Yeah, because really, you look at Kansas City's quarterback and you kind of go, Mr. Mahomes, 
you're cheap, you know. I mean, for whatever they signed yeah. him for, whatever his thing is, you look at, at um, Mr. Watson, you know, and, and you kind of go, mm-hmm. there's your quarter of a million, a quarter of a billion, you know. I mean, I don't think uh, Lamar got that kind of money, but he got kind of close. You know, look at Denver. That's a quarter of a billion, you know. And mm-hmm. so now any quarterback, it, it, I'm telling you, if you're golf. You're getting Burroughs to swap over to football and just sit back and enjoy your half a billion because you could say, well, if the quarterback in Denver and the quarterback in Cleveland is worth a quarter of a billion and they're not doing anything, look how much more I'm worth to the NFL. So let's start the uh, contract extension at $500 million over seven years. Okay, with no trade clause. Yeah. No. That would be a loan. Yeah. yeah. And that would be the starting thing. And then whoever comes after next year goes, well, yeah, well, look at me now. You know, I did better than golf, so I'm worth, you know, probably just a little bit over a half a billion, a, you know, for my six years. I mean, now, here's the story, though, Kenny. Are you signing golf for six years? You, you can't go six, I don't think. I think how the I think the longest he goes five. Why? That's the rule. You can limit how far out you can go. Five year contracts in the NFL. Mm-hmm. For quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. That's why you have you know just just looking at it though you know. Goff's going to get paid. Yeah. Okay. Now, is he going to get paid like the Mahomes? I doubt it, but he'll he'll certainly earn a good contract. Uh, and the thing about these big contracts, and we've seen that with Stafford in the past, where the first year or so where you, after you sign the contract, you go, Ooh, oh, and then the next round comes around, and the money goes up, and all of a sudden it doesn't look like that bad of a contract. Look what happened with Goff. Two years in, and they had to include Goff in the in the trade package because of the contract. And everybody says, "Oh my God!" You know, he's got four four years left on this enormous contract. But the nice thing about it is, after two years, you could cut him and walk away from it. Whew. Now, after two years into the contract, everyone's looking at it, going, "Wow, what a team friendly contract that is! We only pay him thirty million a year." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, because look at everything that's going on in Cardinal land. You know, really, mm-hmm. oof, ouf, ouch. You, you, you kind of, you know, if we can see it at this level, and let's just say we're more elevated than the normal fan, you know, when it comes to all sports. And yet, I, I think the normal fan saw paying any any quarterback a quarter of a billion dollars that has not gone to the Super Bowl, and repeatedly, you're kind of going, is this a Cabrera contract, NFL style? What it is, is a team that's looking to give the owner an excuse to keep you around. So what you do is you go in big on a quarterback and say, now he needs time to develop. 
We need to work with this guy. And he's the future, and you have to give us time to develop this guy. And then things go along a couple of years, and then, you know, people start to sour on him, and you say, well, you know what? We're going to draft the next quarterback. Wash, rinse, repeat. With the first pick. Yeah, unless, the first overall pick. Unless you're the smartest man in the room, and it's funny how it's oscillating so much with Mr. Gibbs. You know, everybody went, mm-hmm. what the hell did you trade up for? And then they go, God, he's the greatest. And then he gets hurt, and we really need a running back. And then he goes, God, why did we trade for? Why did we trade up for? <laughs> I got a funny feeling it's going to vacillate a whole lot with this guy. You know, unless... Yeah, I'm sure it is. But, you know, you go back to, to Montgomery, and you go, this was the same problem you had in Chicago. You were a China doll there. You know, flashes of brilliance, but more on the bench than on the field. Mm-hmm. So, okay. What other running back is out there? Oh. Does Minnesota yeah, have somebody? It? Is Adrian Peterson no, still around? Not. <laughs> Minnesota's running game is horrible. Adrian Peterson's still out there. <laughs> he can suit up at any given time. You know, I mean, AP could bring back the old glory, you know. So as soon as that happens, let's wait three years and let's sign Cabrera again for the Detroit, you know, for the Tiger team and see how well that works out. Uh, you know, you kind of go back and I don't, do you, do you guys have like uh, outdoor furniture at your place? There in Cincinnati, wherever you're at. All right. <laughs> I mean, at one time, you know, over in Sterling Heights, we used to have that hammock. Now, not to be seen anymore. And and I used to, like, go back and just on the most sunniest of days, after, like, really, you know, hitting it hard over here and stuff like that, I'd hop on the hammock and just, like, do that little gentle swing. Ah. And that's what I think every mm-hmm. time I think that Cabrera is not on the team anymore. It's the same nesty feeling I get. Ah, we don't have to, you know, go through that charade and that total wink, you know. It's kind of like the chick that's 300 pounds and she lost 10 pounds sometime, somewhere, because she took a big dump or something. And it was like, look how much thinner you look. Oh, you look great. You know, and it's like, no, you don't. And so we don't have to go through that whole charade of, Oh, look at Cabrera. Best shape of his career, which is now becoming an inside joke, elbow, elbow. And even the people high up are saying, well, yeah, we kind of knew that was kind of uh, pulling your knee. I'm glad. So now what we got now is we'll have, oh, look at Green. Green's ready to play. He looks healthy. Three, two, one. Ow. Okay. There goes June. But look at that. He's rehabbed his ass off. Here he comes back again. Ow! There goes August. Is he unlucky? He was was, was running out onto the field, and he tripped over the the foul line. Ow! Ow. Now he's out for three weeks. (laughs) You know, now he's got to get Tommy John on the other arm. Ow! 
All right, so he rehabbed all year, and he came back next year. In spring training, he looks great. Ow! He kicked a bag of balls, and now he's got to have Tommy John on his leg. So now they got to take something out of his arm and put it in his leg. Okay, ow! As that contract keeps rolling up, and Green says, Hey, Mr. Prince Fielder, move over a little bit. You know, I want to watch Beverly Hillbillies with you while collecting this big-ass check. Ow! I'm telling you, I, I'm thinking, can you get a corner fielder? And if you keep Meadows, you know, at center, and he develops, it's easier, I think, as much as you know baseball, and you're the baseball guru around here, um, is it easier to find a corner fielder than it is a center fielder, obviously? Yes, absolutely. So, Mr. Green, how would you like to be the DH? Ow! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, uh, dear Torque, can you play right field? You know? I don't think that Green could get hurt at center. I mean, at first base. Maybe he could. You know, somebody steps on his foot. Ow! You know, the hot dog bend vendor throws a hot dog out of the field, just happens to hit green. Ow! Out for four months, out for the rest of the year with concussion protocol. Ow! I- I'm not... But, you know, maybe we could pick somebody up on the cheap off of the Angels. They're having a big fire sale now. Jeez. Hey, Mr. Well, Trout. We couldn't, get, we, we couldn't keep Otani... So everybody goes. Do you blame them? No, no, not at this point. They haven't done shit with them anyway, so you might as well blow them out. Well, the thing is, they kept them close with him. Without him, yeah. and they're going to be without him. Because mm-hmm. I think we discussed this a couple of weeks ago. Say what you want, folks. Do what you want to do. Become stalking horses all over the place. New York's going to come in with a couple of suitcases filled with thousands and go, pick. You know? But does Tony want to play in the biggest media fishbowl ever? I mean, there's it's, it's all or nothing. High risk, high reward. If you blow, the New York fans and the New York media will kill you. If you do exactly yeah. what you have been doing, you will be the king of that city. Yep. So, what do you do, son? Do you take the money and risk it? Or do you go to Kansas City? <laughs> take the half-billion-dollar paycheck and just sit back and go, oh, shucks. You know, when you've got zero pressure on you, you have one of the nicest open-air stadiums in Major League Baseball, um, and you got no writers, you don't have any pressure from any fan, you have no pressure from any media, you know, you could have a cushy, cushy life in KC, man. And, and you don't have to do anything. You could be the, the uh, 2024 Brett, you know... Brett Hall. Uh, Brett over there, I mean, you can do it. You know, where do you want to go? I mean, where do you think he ends up, Kenny? Oh, 
Probably the Dodgers. Ooh. Ooh. They don't seem to give a damn about their luxury tax situation, do they? Well, again, as somebody who knows numbers inside and out and who can screw people up in their taxes and things and help out people in their taxes and things, you know, hmm. But, you know, the thing is, because we're just looking at things at the monitor right now, you know, because we put in the thing about the five-year contract in the NFL. Yeah, there's five years, but you get automatic tack-ons. You can get automatic Mm -hmm. extensions. So that's five years plus, you know, a uh, team option, wink eye, wink eye. You know, mm-hmm. that is, this is really a 10-year contract. We gave you a five-year automatic extension. I mean, none of these yeah. contract things mean anything anymore. As much as, and, and Kenny, as much as you've seen this, you know, how do you, how do, you do this? You know, the, there's so many guys... I think either New York or Dallas had a, had a, a CPA that his whole job was to find loopholes and all these contract things that the major leagues say you got to do. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, so, pretty, uh, go ahead. That's why each team has a what they call a camp specialist, <laughs> and the camp specialist is. is yeah. Whose job is to make sure that you are compliant with the cap when you spend as much money as you damn well please. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, really, you can wrap up anybody. I mean, I'm trying to think the guy from baseball, and I think it was one of the New York teams, he deferred his salary for about 40 years, you know? And so a, a guy... Bobby Bonilla. Yeah. Okay. Right. And he he keeps collecting. God bless. They're still paying him. <laughs> yeah. Really. And when was the last time Mr. Bonilla played? Um, About twenty years ago. I was going to say he had a little sticker that said "Vote for Carter." You know. <laughs> I mean, job well done. I mean, financially, from your side of town, does that make more sense than getting your two hundred fifty thousand or two hundred fifty million dollar check right now? It depends on uh, what plan he's done. He, if he's uh, deferring all the tax on it and uh, stretching that out, it could very well be the case. And in fact, if he um, winds up living in a state with no income tax, yeah, he'd be in pretty good shape. So you kind of think, why doesn't any other athlete see this and go, hmm, maybe this is a good idea. Once I get my first year of $30 million, I bought my you know $10 million house and my $2 million cars and bought my $3 million hooker and I still have $5 million, maybe I should stretch it out a little longer. Yeah, and as a professional athlete, you have a reputation of being financially savvy, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Ask anybody that won big on the on the lotto, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, can I get my hands on it yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, God bless. You know, I just made 996000 this week. Maybe I should get a, a drug dependency or something. Maybe I should start cocaine or something. 
You know, here's the story. I'll just, you know, for 50 bucks, I'll get this guy, this other guy to pee in the cup. There you go. You know, or if I'm that big of a star to the team, is the team going to rat me out? I realize that MLB sends their guys, you know, out to make sure. What a job. You know, watch a guy put his crank in a cup, you know, just to make Uh sure that it's his crank. I mean, the stories they could tell. I mean, couldn't they get, like, a chick or something like that? And then have the guys have, like, performance anxieties and they can't pee for about 10 minutes? (laughs) (laughs) And then then just have her bitch. You know, what's the matter, big guy? What's the matter, slugger? No. There you go. (laughs) Then that way you'll make... Alternatively, alternatively, you need some help? You want me to hold it for you? (laughs) Why is it sticking up like that? Yeah, yeah you're not going to be able to pee like that, son. Let me tell you what torque is all about. You know, <laughs> there's no way when the big red rocket of love is on the uh, launch pad that you're going to be able to hit the shower there. You know, we'll wait, you know. Or, yeah, or else she could say, gee, I thought a guy your size would be bigger. No, I mean there's all kinds of things or, that could go on. Or even even this. Why is it crinkly? <laughs> oh wait, we know who you are. <laughs> Verlander, I know that's you. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Detroit. How do you know it's me? <laughs> we saw the pictures. Oh, Lord. We can't get those things out of your head. You know, there's just some photos that stick in your head because you want to, and there's some that you just can't get rid of. You know? Yeah. I don't know why that's not more widely posted, you know, especially by New York uh, Met fans, you know? Yeah. This is the dick that left us. Huh. No? Yeah. And she, well, you know what? There's, here's the problem. There's the problem. What's that? And that there's a lot of net left in this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they another fire sale. Jeez. Gee. It's kind of interesting. You know, you look at in the playoffs, and you got uh, Texas and Houston. It's Verlander and Scherzer. Yeah, and you know, and the funny thing is that that the Rangers are looking to kill. I mean, they're on stun. Yeah. They should have won. You know, they're they're so mad that that um, yeah, Houston squeezed in at the very last game by a half game by on the last day. You know, to take first place, but you know, then they got the buy and all that stuff, and then Texas had to like fight their way all the way through. Wasn't all that big of a fight. Well, wasn't it all that big of a fight? But then again, mm-hmm. now you go, okay, what did you, it, it'd be interesting to see what the Mets got for um, Crinkly, you know, because I would like to know the teams that Crinkly left, what prospects, and I'm doing the air bunny thing, air quote, of all the prospects from any team, from what New York got, what Detroit got, 
You know, which prospects from any time you got rid of Verlander panned out? You know, who turned out? And I don't mean, well, we got Bob Smith and then we traded him to Cincinnati and then we got Al Jones and Al Jones is great. No, no, I mean it directly. You know, the, the people you got directly from the trade for Crinkley, how did that benefit either team? And I'm not sure we well, got Rodgers, you know. Yeah, you know, the, the obviously the trade from the Mets. They got two minor leaguers, and you know, obviously it's too soon to tell if any either of them will work sure. out. Yeah. They, the uh, the one the one they traded Drew Gilbert was the team's number one prospect. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, it, it's it's almost like every time wherever Crinkley went to, that team benefited greatly. From the team that he left, cue the, the, the Price is Right sound. Wah, 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 wah. You know, I don't think anybody got anything. And I'm not still, no matter where Rodgers came from, I'm just still not sold that that guy is an everyday bona fide catcher. You know, they keep going from he's great defensively to, well, he can hit to, well, he's great defensively. Well, he can yeah. hit. Well, he handles the staff well. Well, you said that about Mr. Haas, too. You know, and yeah. how how are you enjoying Cleveland if if you're still there? You know? Yeah. I mean, there's one. Well, Eric you know, Go ahead. But here's, the, here's the thing. We never see a situation where the team comes out and says, this player sucks. <laughs> Okay. You'll never ever hear that. <laughs> Not in baseball. Why would they? Well, because, why would they say we have this player and he sucks? Because then you put him for designated for assignment. That tells you they suck. And or you hear the term traded for cash considerations. That means well, future you suck. consideration. Future consideration. Which means they didn't yeah. even give you any money. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you take them. Yeah, it, it's just like dating the psycho girlfriend. I, we don't care here. Take <laughs> take everything out of the house. Go, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, ask any guy that went through a crappy divorce. Whatever you want, there. Just go, you know. <laughs> just take it. Take it. Get out of here. Good riddance to you. You know, and, and that's. Yeah. I'll, I'll get. I'll get you the U-Haul. <laughs> <laughs> I'll help the U-Haul. You know? Yeah. Good Lord. Now, but it, it's interesting. I, I don't know. I know that they got that other kid coming up in the farm system, Dinger, Dingler, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. that they're kind of riding high on. Okay. You know, I like him. I like Olsen. I like Olsen and the pitching staff. And hurry the hell up. Keep that boy there. You know? Because he already, I mean, Mr. Reese, he already went through, um, you know, just about the major leagues. Or, you know, he did more than just like three spot starts, and he did well. I mean, he grind through some serious teams, and it wasn't like, well, mm-hmm. no one saw him. And then, like, you know, the first time you throw a pitcher out there, no other team saw him. And they don't know how to hit him, and he looks like a genius, and et cetera, et cetera. You know, it, it's... It's. I think this kid's got talent. 
lot of mm-hmm. talent. So of of all the guys, if you're trying to get Mizey and Screwball, uh, et cetera, Manning out there, I think this is now your new ace. I think this is your new anchor in Reese Olsen. It all comes down to development. And we see that now with the Lions. Yeah. You see these players that they bring in, and, you know, the first year or two, you know, nothing special. And then after a while, they start making major contributions. And you say, what happened here? Well, what happened is they've been working with the guy. And they don't just throw players out there and say, okay, you start playing now and we'll, you'll, you'll learn on the job. No, 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 not so quick. We're going to take our time, and when you're ready to play, we'll start working you in. And that's why when you see a guy like Jamison Williams and everybody's pounding the table, where is he? Where is he? I want to see him score touchdowns today. Just wait. Let's <laughs> wait. Yeah. And he got one this week. Yeah, he did. And uh, everyone, oh, yeah, great things ahead. Well, I don't know. Just wait and see. Just hold on. Popcorn and couch. You know, just watch. Just yep. Get yep. your popcorn set on your couch and then just wait. Because really, yep. if you think he's the second coming of Megatron, eh, 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 cue the Judas Priest song. You got another thing coming, boys. You know, yep. mm-hmm. he, he is not the hands team. He does not have yep. good hands. He does not catch. What he does is he stretches the field out a whole big bunch you know, especially in the flats, because who can keep up with his speed? But you know damn well, it's 50-50. He, he'll hold on to it. The most simplest of passes, he does not hold on to it. And that's his knock at, you know, the combines and stuff. He can't catch. He can run like crazy, mm-hmm. and he can catch 50% of the time. All right, so can Ken Pocket, you know. Go run, Ken, yeah. to the end zone and look up. Maybe you'll get pass interference. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, the funny thing is, that's all you need him for. Yeah. So you, need, you don't need a Megatron. This team's already got plenty of talent at wide receiver. Okay? They're not big names, but you got plenty of talent out there. Reynolds so and So what do who? you do? You need him. Uh, well, you got Saint. You got uh, Raymond, Reynolds. I mean, you got a lot of guys out there. But you know what? These are guys that play specific roles. Yeah, I was going to say. And how then much, you got another guy that plays a specific role. How much do you like? Trust? One of the big problems. One of the big problems the Lions have had over the years is they bring a guy in and they say, "Okay, you've got to play every down. Yeah, you've got to prove that you are a, you know, front line starter. You know, you're going to play every down. Da 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 da. And then the guy craps out because you're asking him to do things he's not good at. And then he goes off to New England and plugs in, he does a certain role, and all of a sudden, just, hey, this guy's making a big contribution to a winning team. How'd that happen? Well, it happened because you're using him the way he should be used. Yeah. You know, I I easily see, you know, here comes Mr. Hooker, you know, with with the Lions. And if he's got Mm -hmm. as much talent as people are saying that he has, like at camp, and the intelligence that he has that he's showing, you know, the willingness to mm-hmm. sit through all kinds of tape and walkthroughs and all this kind of stuff. Um, how big is that extension for Goff? You know, Goff's got what, this year, next year? Yeah, two years. 
Yeah, all right. So I'm almost looking at this year as kind of like an Edgar Martinez kind of year for golf. You know, you know you're coming into the contract year and so now you play your ass off. <laughs> but then you get paid and you hit 221 for the rest of your life. <laughs> I mean, you got to tip your hat to Edgar. I mean, you you really do. I mean, yeah. he he was a very good player. He was so crappy. Then he was on contract year, and he somehow the gods gifted him, and then the gods taketh away, but they didn't take away that paycheck,eth you know. That, that was brilliant. To me, that is like, I mean, if anything that you can have as cliches, you can have the Cabrera contract, and you can have the Edgar Martinez last contract, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as indicators of... Crappy players or so-so players or players that haven't produced in years go for the contract year, and then they just crank. And then for Mm -hmm. some god reason, you get the owner or the GM that doesn't look over the whole body of work. They look over, you know, the last five months, and they give you the ransom. And then you're, again, Prince Fielder. You know, can you imagine at one time, Kenny, $200 was so astronomical, we just could not wrap our heads around it. Yeah. You know, I mean, and and Boros, God bless, you know, I wish that he did, like, private sector. You know, I wish that he would, like, negotiate our raises and stuff at work. You know? Yeah. Because that, that'd be fabulous. <laughs> you know, whatever. Absolutely. Is he still in the game anymore? Does he need to be in? Anymore? I mean, he's made billions, anyways. I think he just does it for fun, <laughs> just to see how many. I mean, he's got to feel bad because there's a changing tide of owners that he could, you know, schmooze and shellac, i.e., Mister I. You know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, but he's got to go like, oh man, this is going to be too easy. Watch me take a rabbit out of my hat again. This thing always works. Okay. You know, I mean, I would love to say, I wish that somebody would record one of his negotiations just to see how the hell he does it. You know, there's a billion agents out there. How does this guy do mm-hmm. it? From my understand, he brings a briefcase full of stats and bamboozles the, you know, the, the, the William Clay Fords of the world. That go, oh yeah, oh you know, the, you don't want to look stupid, so you go, oh yeah, CB, oh yes, oh you're absolutely right, boy. I, I never knew these metrics. Why? Let's get out that ink pen. Okay, it's like sucker. I mean, it's almost to the point where Boris goes into the right before he goes into the room, he winks at his client, goes, "Watch this," you know, "Why? Hold my beer. I'll I'll give you how much millions." I'll give you anything over the number you're thinking I'm going to take for me. Okay. There you go. I mean, really, if so I... He goes to the owner and says, look at this statistic over here. Where it says DSO, right? See how high this number is compared <laughs> to the league average. Okay. What he doesn't explain is DSO stands for dumb shit owner. <laughs> yeah. Or, or what IR stands for, you know? <laughs> Look at this. You know, this man's been on, you know, his IR numbers is higher than most the average in the league. Why, that's good, says the owner. You know, we want somebody who's, you know, more than average. 
Boy, the fans will love me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the player gets out on the field and goes, ow. <laughs> ow. Yeah. Mr. Green, where you come from? Ow. You know, and it's like, look, dude, we got you out of high school. You know, you're not 37 or 42 or you're not, you know, Blanda who, who you know, played for how long? You know, it's like you can't be 22, 23. You know, don't be like Mizey who's going to be back at 27, and he'll be able to start for any team. <sighs> you know, I mean, really, by the time Mizey gets back, he's 28. Yeah. And, and really, the, the screwy Louie thing is, uh, again, we're going to have to lean on your baseball knowledge there, Kenny. I mean, he is still on his first contract, isn't he? Okay, and so when you go on the IR as much as he's been, you don't uh, accumulate uh, hours or days, do you, towards your your um, free agency, right? Actually, I believe you do. You do? Because you're on the major league roster, you're just on the uh, IL. Yeah. Wow, even with Tommy John? Mm-hmm. Shit. Okay, so... Yeah. Why doesn't everybody go under Tommy John twice? And then oh. thanks for the contract. But look at me. I'm ready to go now. You know, I'm not even hurt goods. I've been resting and rehabbing for two years. It's not like there's any wear and tear on my body. That's I'm in the best shape of my life. <laughs> Good. Well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to because we don't know what to do with this guy because he really doesn't do anything. A special envoy to, you know, Mr. Illich. We're going to have Mr. Cabrera do the negotiations with contracts now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anything you want. There you go, dude. You know, just as long as you don't make as much money as I did, then there you are. Phenomenal. Talk about phenomenal. You watch any of the Red Wing game yet? I watched uh, the uh, one game against... Um who was that? If it wasn't Columbus, it was... No, it wasn't Columbus. It was, well, I'm trying to remember the one before that. I was half asleep. <laughs> well, you, but, know, uh, you know, it wasn't um, New Jersey. No. So, click, click, click. Not New Jersey, not Columbus. They had one right in between the two. And they weren't, at, you know, they were at home... Right? There was a home opener. I'm trying to give you all these clues. Yeah. Yeah, they they played a team and played them tough. But it could have been from... They could have had a bad disease and had TB. Tampa Bay, that's there right. There you go. Here okay. to help yeah. you out. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was a tough game. I mean, that that was really... Yeah. Right. They keep doing it in the, in the Detroit media... They keep doing the, well, all the newcomers are are scoring. All the newcomers are scoring. Well, half these newcomers have been in the league for years. You know, newcomers yeah. here, maybe. But, boy, you know, you take a look at Mr. Sider and, phew, in, in three whole games, it looks like he, he really took a step back. You know, mm-hmm. he looks lost this yeah. year. And it's like, yeah. uh, trade him. Trade him, damn it. Trade him for a wide receiver. Uh, uh. I mean, uh. 
know. But you know what? You're right, Kenny. You know, I, I was just thinking about what you said a couple of minutes ago. When the Lions got wide receivers, you had to play every down. You know, yeah. whether your name was called or not, or you're there to block, or you're just there to decoy, you had to play every every down because that's how Stafford runs. You know, you mm-hmm. needed a Megatron, and that's what they kind of all did. Talk about all did, my good man. What did we not talk about in one whole minute? We didn't talk about Major League Playoffs, where we have three teams that were right at the top during the regular season get shown the door very early. Wah, 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 wah. And the Atlanta Braves, the Atlanta Braves, everybody said that's a monster team. Goodbye. We had the Dodgers, big money team. Goodbye. And then we had the Baltimore Orioles. Goodbye. Yeah, that's too bad to see that. Yeah, so now we're watching teams like the um, Phillies. Phillies and watching the uh, Astros and the uh, Rangers. Got the Diamondbacks there for some reason. Don't know why. Ow. Ow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Diamondbacks were left for dead in the beginning. I mean, Phillies, too. Yeah. I mean, dear God, Phillies, how did you figure that all out? You did it last year. You did it this year. Don't do nothing during the season and then get hot and then play some team that won over 100 games and then beat them straight series. Okay. Yeah. That's that's brilliant, man. Just save yourself up for the playoffs. Get yourself squeaked into the playoffs. I mean, Cincinnati, I, I was so sorry not to see them not make it. Because, I mean, with L.A. and all that stuff, that would have been uh, must-see TV. You know, now Rangers, Dodgers, I mean Rangers, Astros, eh, okay, that's about it. But, you know, you got to feel bad for it, and we probably get the intern on this next week. It's like, how many years in the last 30 has Atlanta been great during the season and done well and then go to the post and they just blow it? You know? I mean, they're kind of like the reverse uh, St. Louis Cardinals, you know, who are always good, and then they kind of go far, but then they never really make it. And, and God, look how long, even down to the Schmaltz era, Schmaltz era, you know, how long has Atlanta always been there? You know, they're, they're kind of like the Minnesota Vikings. They've always been there. They're always, you know, kind of in contention, and then they just... You know, this is our year, this is our year, this is our year. How many years, Kenny, off the top of your head, has the Braves gone to the World Series? Boy, it's been a number of maybe seven or eight. Yeah. They did win They did win one. One. So we give them credit for one. Okay. And then they lost all the rest of them. Yeah. And, and this year is going to be their year. And they never, ever get over the hump. Ever. You know they're going to get to a certain point, and that's as far as you're going to go. You know, if you're going into the World Series with Atlanta, uh, you know, to play, you know you want get the champagne on ice. You won. You just have to wait them out. Not only that, not only that, get online, set up your account of FanDuel. <laughs> you got a parlay for you there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh, one of these days we're going to pick up FanDuel as 
you know, as one of our sponsors. Gee, why not? We'll, we'll talk about parlays. We'll talk about unders. We'll talk about money line. You know, we'll talk about the whole nine. Yeah, well, you know, one of these shows, we, we should probably demystify all this crap, you know, and, and tell people what does all that actually really mean, you know, because people understand horse betting. Here's my two bucks. Put it on number three to show. You get that. All right. But parlays, cross-ups, how many points being laid down, what's negative 180 mean, you know, all these things. Stop being like this this little boys club that only we know the terminology and nobody else can, and that makes us sound smart. Tell us how that is when you got to go when your car's getting repoed because you're the smartest man in the world and you put all your money on Coach Prime. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, take off the sunglasses and take a look at your team, son. Take a look at your team. Take a look at your son, team. <laughs> oh, God. All right. We got to get out of this joint, my good man, in case you got to go somewhere. So, um, like we said at the top of the hour, you can come see us anywhere at any given time on the World Wide Web, wherever the finer uh, podcasts are at. And you can find us at... at Podbean, you can find us at Pandora, you can find us at iHeartRadio, you can find us anywhere, even on that Sony thing. Okay, so um, for the Super CPA, Ken Pocket and myself, John Sauer, thanks a lot for being here with us on the 28th longest running sport internet show. Um, so, till that time, thanks a lot for being with the Detroit Sports Authorities. Ready, Kenny? Yes. <laughs> right. Two, three. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Kenny. Good night.